Hello, everyone, and welcome back to And That's True. <laughs> Just kidding. You're not welcome. <laughs> and actually, we're not sure if anything's true. But... I'm totally kidding. You are welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm here with some interesting <laughs> Some of my best friends... Bobby, Savannah, Hannah, and Morgan. Although Morgan is asleep on the floor and Hannah's on the couch refusing to come <laughs> to the table. We're the only ones willing to make a sacrifice. Yes. Um, sacrificial love. That's right. This is sacrificial love. Yeah. The way of Jesus. <laughs> Where are we? We are in Erie, Pennsylvania. And you know what they say about Erie, Pennsylvania? It's, it's the- okay <laughs> to love Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, yes, we are in Erie, Pennsylvania, and we just did an Erie wine tour, I think, today. That is true. Yeah, and that's true. And that's true. And that's true. We tasted a lot of different wines. They were delicious. And in the middle of all of that, somehow the idea of doing a podcast episode together came up. I think it's because I don't have any content to put out there. It's been three weeks, so this is important. Um, so yes, what we decided to do is... A group podcast, and I'm going to just have each person who's willing <laughs> to participate introduce themselves, their, <coughs> what they're all about, and their business, their LLC to be. Uh, and then we'll move on to the, you know, the meat and bones. Is that what they say? You know, let's go with yes. The meat and bones. <laughs> that is what they say. <laughs> that is what they say. Okay. Of the podcast. So, um, everyone knows who I am, obviously. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, we'll start with, we'll start with you, Bobby. Okay. Who are you? You want to know about my meat? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know your name, what you're about, and what your business is. All right. Well, my name is Bobby. I am about helping people become more like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. More like Jesus. I'm a campus minister, but my business is Bobby's School of Life, mm-hmm. and that is in um, subsidy of Bobby Life Inc., Bobby Life Incorporated, mm-hmm. also my Instagram handle, and Bobby School of Life is what I put people through to, you know, just teach them what's up, get them through the hard knocks, <laughs> get them through what you need to get through. Well, that sounds excellent. Sounds lucrative, somehow. You know, we're working on it. <laughs> But if anybody wants to sign up, I just told you my Instagram handle, Bobby School O Life. I will read your applications. I will see. Right now, I have one attendee. <laughs> Other people are in fact applying. What's but the acceptance gonna... rate to Bobby School O Life? You know, I prefer not to say because I don't want to discourage people. <laughs> but this is what you need to know. You'll learn a lot about perseverance. You'll learn a lot about practical life skills. You'll learn a lot about laughing. And, I mean, that's the, that's the main thing. Well, sprinkle a little Jesus up in there. Mm-hmm. That's about all I, that, that's, uh, that's where we're at right now. Great, great. And so, next. <laughs> Savannah, please can, introduce Can yourself. I introduce Morgan and Hannah? Yes, please. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to say stuff about them. I love that. Because okay. they're across, they're across, if you obviously can't see us, they're across the house. And they're too embarrassed. Morgan Hazel Crane um, is a native of Roswell, Georgia. Um, what what are things? She um, is a writer, an excellent writer, my. She's name. a very good writer. 
Um, she likes the hit film, The Greasy Strangler. I wouldn't say the hit film. <laughs> the the hit film. film. And maybe if you're subscribing to this podcast, don't check yeah, it out. Yeah, don't check it out. Um, we do not endorse. Other things about Morgan. Um, she is Finnish. Um, her business... Morgan's business is hiding behind things and scaring people. Yes. Um, I don't know that it has a specific name, but that is her business. Um, it's the Scarehouse O'Morgan. Scarehouse O'Morgan. Yeah. Real awkward, real fast. Real awkward, real fast. She does not have a podcast yet, but if she did, which she should, it would be called Real Awkward, Real Fast. So if you just want to Google that like every two months, then maybe something will happen. Maybe something you know will what? happen. We'll let them know. I'll let, I'll let yeah, the listeners yeah. know. I'll Sarah will let you know. Yeah. Um, Hannah Stallman is a native of Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, Things about Hannah, she likes sloths. Oh, she's obsessed mm. with sloths. Yes. All she's the things that are sloths. Yes. And in fact, sometimes she pretends to be a sloth and takes a long time. <laughs> That's actually not true, but that would be funny. Yeah, would Anybody be funny. ever seen Zootopia? You know what I'm talking about. Um, yes, she likes to dance. Yes, um, she likes the environment a whole lot. Yep. More than the average Joe. Um, and she's my hero. Um, and also then, Hannah comes off as very, uh, when you first meet her as very quiet and, um, the sweetest person, you know, she's still one of the sweetest people, you know, however, once you get to know her, she will hit you with the sass <laughs> and put you in your yeah. place. Um, her business, well, her business I don't know. Did she say earlier? Her business. Well, I know what she does for work. Is that right. is that what no, I no. should just say is her business? She did not What's say your business, Hannah? what her business was. Your yeah, future. Hannah, what's your business? Your LLC to be. <laughs> her Her business is being great. Uh, I actually her think, business is being Savannah's hero. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, actually, uh, things I've heard her talk about is like a sloth sanctuary because mm, oh, that's a good business. Yeah. You know, with deforestation and the like, and people being jerks. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you know, there's going to be we're going to use that <laughs> surplus sloth king. There's going to be a surplus. Hannah's going to be the sloth of king. Sloths. She is. <laughs> um, and I'm Savannah Latanzi. Um. Things about me. I am an Enneagram type one. Um, I love Jesus. I do campus ministry as well. Um, it's a time. It is a time. It is a time. We do that together. We do. Um, yes. What other things about me? I enjoy almost all of the colors of the rainbow, um, with the exception of orange. What's wrong with orange? It looks bad on everyone um, and is a bad color. There, Even burnt orange? No, burnt orange is okay. 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 And actually, there's like a very light orange that I also like. But any like mid-range, creamsicle? yeah. Okay. Any <laughs> mid-range orange is not good. And, and have you talked to Orange about this? Um, you know what? Orange and I have a long and contentious relationship mm-hmm. because it was one of my high school colors. Oh, oh same. Oh, our high school colors yes, are actually the same. same. Okay, yes. yeah, we've been. Um, yes, yes. But my business is being in everybody else's business. <laughs> and that's and true. That's true. <laughs> so, and I'll... But we want you there, Savannah. That's right. Thank yeah. you. If you I'll weren't up in my business, that. then my business would fail. 
It might. That's true. <laughs> one student. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I'll leave it at that. And I actually do want to introduce myself. Just you should, I'm, because that was fun. Yeah, that was fun, and I want to talk about my business. Okay. So my name is Sarah. I am native to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I'm also native Hawaiian. Most people think I'm just white. What am I about? My podcast, obviously. What else am I about? Oh, just like randomly packing up and going places. And that's true. Uh, and then... And then Actually, we just had a great conversation about the fact that she said that she's cold now. More cold than <laughs> usual because she lived in Tampa, Florida for four weeks. I did. You should know that she moved, quote, air quote, <laughs> to Tampa. Left again. Went back. Left because again. that's what I'm about. That's right. So just so you know... <laughs> There was never more than two weeks in a row. My mother compared me to whack-a-mole. That's what I'm about. Because you just don't know where I'm going to pop up. Mm. Um, what is and my... she gets hit on a lot. <laughs> just I, I do, though. Oh, that's <laughs> just... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, But that's okay. So, what is my business? Um, this is patented, so don't even try to steal it. Um, wink, wink. It is a... A fashionable hiking footwear company called Stompers. So it's going to be hiking footwear for women. I mean, it is hiking footwear for women. That is actually actually fashionable and cute. So that's what that's that's my business. One more thing that I am about to do with this uh, podcast is we are all about sharing wisdom and stories. And so, I don't know how much time we've taken up, but we're going to go around to all the participants uh, and have you guys answer a question. And the question, well, it's, yeah, it is a question. Um, what is a trip or experience that had a big spiritual impact on you and why? So, uh, we won't go in any specific order. You can just answer as you feel compelled. A trip that's had a spiritual influence? Yes. Mm -hmm. What is a trip or experience that you ha that had a big spiritual impact on you and why? You want to go first? No, I would like you to go first because mine's going to depend on what you say. Well, that's interesting because mine was going to depend on what you say. No, I'll just say mine. Okay, so my, my usual answer, I'm going to go a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? A non-traditional answer to this question. Great. So, if I had to give the short answer, um, this, whenever I was a sophomore in college, we went to, we did a spring break trip, and just a more local service trip, but that is the trip that I became a Christian on, so clearly from a spiritual perspective, that was the most impactful. However, um, I feel like at first, every time I would go on a trip after that, I was looking for some spiritual high. Um, and what I have learned is that any trip <clears throat> that you go on, any service opportunity is an opportunity to, to learn something and grow in the Lord. And I have also found in life, as with these trips, that a lot of times that growth just happens in the mundane. Because, you know, when Christ came to serve, a lot of it's just the day-to-day -day tasks. It's, <clears throat> it's eating meals with people. It's mm. washing dishes. In his day, washing feet. <laughs> yeah. But it's just the mundane stuff. And so what does it look like to be faithful in the task that God has called you to? And I've been on a lot of mission trips, been on a lot of like fun trips where, you know, God has shown up in nature. But I think in general, 
I would just say that every every trip I've gone on is an opportunity to experience God in a different way. And it does not need to be some emotional high because he is who he is. And that's true. And that's true. Regardless of my emotions around the experience. Wow. So that's my answer. Yeah. I don't think I can even answer that. This is why I didn't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop recording right now. Thanks, Bobby. Um, okay, well, I think, um, yes, I have had many trips. To piggyback off Bobby, I've had many trips in my life that I feel like have all really contributed to my spiritual growth um, because those are times that are set apart um, to just be focused on God. And I think when I'm in my normal life, I do not take that intentional time. Um, I think... If I took as much intentional time in my everyday life, the Lord would be speaking all sorts of things to me. But, but because I have allowed those trips to be my main, like, super intentional time with the Lord, the Lord does a lot of work in my heart um, when I give him that space. Mm-hmm. So I have two, but I'm going, like, two really major ones that I think stick out to me. But I'm going to talk about um, my month in Guatemala, mm-hmm. I think. That's um, a good one. Those, those four weeks you lived in Guatemala. <laughs> weeks I lived in Guatemala. <laughs> but at least they were consecutive. They Sarah. were consecutive. <clears throat> Unlike Tampa. Um, yes. Well, I could say a lot of things about my month in Guatemala, and I have said a lot of things about my month in Guatemala. Um, yes, the worst place I've ever been is in Guatemala, but it is not what I'm going to talk about. Okay? <laughs> That's so, another episode. <laughs> I'll leave you in suspense yeah. for the worst place I've ever been. Um, but I probably, if you ask me what was the best month of my life, it would probably be my time in Guatemala just because it's kind of set apart and like an, an easy and clear answer of a time where, where the Lord was like really, really good and really, really faithful to me. Um, but yes, I think I went into that trip. I went after freshman year of college. Um, and I had wanted to go because Morgan had gone um, with Adventures and Missions. Adventures and Missions is awesome. They do the world race if you're looking for mission trips. They're the best. Um, yes, she had gone to Guatemala with Adventures and Missions. And I was like, great. I really want to do like longer term missions. I was thinking that maybe that was something that the Lord was going to call me to like in my life, like overseas mission work. Um don't think it is, but I mean, we'll see what happens to me. I'm taking it year by year. So, um, yes, this is going to be a longer answer than yours, but that's fine. Um, yes. So I went into that trip really, really eager to serve the Lord. I've been trying to go on like a longer term mission project for a really long time. Um, and so when I got to Guatemala, I was like, heck yes, I'm like in it. This is my jam. Um, but I think at that point, I didn't really know myself super well. Um, And I think I knew key things about myself, right? Which led me eventually to other things, like more fully realized um, things about myself. So I knew I had like a big personality. I knew I had a lot of opinions, right? Um, Yeah. And we can confirm. Yeah. (laughs) That you do. I knew I was someone who liked to lead. Like these very basic things that other people tell you a lot or are things that you're actually like sort of insecure about. Right. Um, I think that's why we're like hyper aware of things. And that's when we, when we don't know ourselves really well, it's easy to be like, I'm this way because that's Mm -hmm. a way I'm 
like insecure about. Right. Um, and so for me, that was like being opinionated, um, and still is to some extent, like being opinionated, it's a touchy thing for me. Um, but so adventures and missions does this exercise is kind of the wrong word, but exercise, um, I think you're supposed to do it daily, but we would do it every few days called feedback, um, which you guys might've heard me talk about, but feedback is a time where, um, Throughout the week, you're supposed to be praying to the Lord that if he has anything to say to your teammates, that he would put it on your heart. Um, and then we would have this time of feedback where you open in prayer and then it's just like whatever things the Lord has put on people's hearts, they're going to say to people. So sometimes it's like, oh, it's not supposed to be a conflict resolution technique, but sometimes it's like, oh, I would love to see you step into like your grace more step into something else more um but a lot of times it's just like this thing that the lord revealed to me about you so i remember mm -hmm. i had this teammate hannah who's just like <clears throat> this really like beautifully positive person and i the lord just was telling me all these things about her about like her joy and how she's like a beacon of joy um and i thought about that a lot so that's something i like gave to her in feedback but when you receive feedback no matter what kind of feedback it is. And even if you feel like it's someone trying to be like poking you, or if you don't feel like it's something that's actually from the Lord, all you're allowed to say is thank you. Mm. Mm. You're not allowed to respond. You're not allowed to argue with them. You're not allowed to like comment on what they said. Um, and other people are also not allowed to comment what they so said. So really that's you and the Lord discerning that later. Right. Okay. So um. even if you don't believe it's true, like later that's for you to discern with the Lord. And at least like if that person felt like it was from God, they said it to you. Right. And they're honoring what they think God told them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think most of the stuff said in our feedback sessions were from the Lord for sure. There are a few things that it's just like, oh, someone's having a bad day <laughs> or like whatever. But I thought that was like really groundbreaking yeah. and is a really like groundbreaking way to like check in and like hear from the Lord and receive encouragement. Um, and my team was all women. And I think when it's a group of all women, it's like kind of a different vibe. And it was actually something I was really nervous about going in because I feel like a lot of times um, men on missions teams kind of lighten the mood. Whereas like a lot of times on an extended like <clears throat> spiritual trip like that, it's like lots of emotions are happening. Um, and lots of emotions did happen, but I also felt like it was a space where everyone could be super real. Um, and there's no worry about like all sorts of conceptions or like, possible love things that are mm -hmm. happening. We spent a lot of time like processing sexual sin and like working through those kinds of desires where, where mm -hmm. might've been a harder space to do that if men were present. Mm -hmm. um, so I've really felt grateful about that um, and grateful to have that space. And I think a big thing the Lord taught me through that month was what Christ-like community should look like. I feel like I had lots of good micro examples of that and had friends who were super great and were following the Lord and a community at college, even mm -hmm. in that first year, which was super great and was following the Lord. Um, but I was like, this is this like receiving of words from the Lord and giving it to other people and standing alongside each other and like repenting of sin together is groundbreaking. It was, it was all like kind of a new, um, it, it reached new heights. So I think that's something that lo the Lord gave me as like, a model and it was imperfect. It was like constantly imperfect. There was drama. There was, you know, there's always stuff going on. Um, but 
it was just a fullness of living together in Christ. And I am really grateful for that. And it's something I think about often, I think, in our ministry at Pitt, um, what a community that looks like Christ is like. Um, And the good examples I've had in my life in multiple realms. Um, But I think... To go a little further with that, one of the reasons I was so grateful for that community was the truth I received and the truth that those women spoke into my life. Um, I think I'm someone who pretends like words don't mean that much to me, and they do mean a ton (laughs) to me. And I'm finally starting to like articulate that and realize that now. Um, But because I didn't know myself super well, um, I in my past had and still do really cling to words that people say about me. Right. Um, and so when during feedback, these women were receiving words for me and giving me like words, it was like crazy to me. Right. Um, and they said things to me like you hear so much from the Lord. Like I hear the Lord speak from you. I hear like, I know that you're getting all this stuff from the Lord. You need to share it with people. And that's the main thing they were like, you need to step into is, is sharing what the Lord gives you, right? Um, Which is something I was very timid about because of all the people in my life who are not Christians and people who might receive what I have poorly and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think another thing is that I'm actually coming more to realize now that this was a specific thing that they were like pinpointing that I didn't really get maybe um, was they were not just talking about things the Lord like like full-fledged ideas about things, right? Um, They were talking about also like gut instincts Mm. and like those like quick like feelings, right? Yeah. Like like an older Christian would call them like checks. Yeah. Checks from the, yeah. Yeah, it's like stuff that the Holy Spirit does that often we're like, oh, I just felt this way or I felt wrong about this situation Mm. or like, I could tell this person, like something was off with this person, Mm -hmm. right? I think we attribute those things to ourselves and our own intuition and Mm -hmm. our own like good perceptions a lot. Um, But actually that's the Holy Spirit like Mm -hmm. working through me, Mm -hmm. right? For the good of other people and for the good of myself too, right? Um, And that's something that I would like to start putting a name on more often and being Mm -hmm. like the Holy Spirit guided me away from that or Mm -hmm. yeah. So that I think is a really beautiful thing. And I think realizing that that's a specific gift and that's not something that's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't have, not to say that I'm like more spiritually gifted. (laughs) That's not what I'm trying to say. But like a specific gift I do have is like that power to discern, Mm -hmm. right? And that the Lord does give me those, like I do receive those like gut feelings. Like I do... I'm good at making quick decisions, the right decisions quickly. Um, I don't have lots of other spiritual gifts like mercy and like <laughs> hospitality, right? Like those are things That's I struggle not true. with <laughs> and ask the Lord to come into. But to recognize that gift of discernment in myself and know that that's something that I get to grow into this very natural inclination that the Lord has given me that I get to grow into for my whole life was like so encouraging to me when they told that to me. Um, because I feel like once I recognize that in myself, I can weaponize it against Satan. 
right? And it's like, mm-hmm. now I can start using this for the good of other people, yeah. right? Like, I have a gut reaction about the thing they're saying to me, and I'm going to tell them what it is, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to tell them in love, and I'm going to tell them in kindness, but I can use that for other people's benefit and not just push it down and be like, mm, maybe I'm just, like, thinking mm-hmm. about this this way, but actually start trusting what the Holy Spirit's saying mm-hmm. and not put it on me and not put my doubt on myself because I think it's something that's from me, but actually be strong and confident that that's something from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I'm making up in my head. It's not something that I'm making up in my body even, or my feelings are controlling, but it's something that's from the spirit. Um, and that's not like a hard and fast rule, but a lot of times it is like a quick guidance, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. So I think that was the really like the most beautiful thing. Um, that I get to grow into that and I can be patient with myself in growing into that. Um, and then you, when we talked about the question, you did say like, um, we could share a scripture as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I left Do my phone. phone. Yeah. I left my phone in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So hey, I don't, wait. I already um, have the Bible app open. Great. Cause I'm also a very spiritual person. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you wouldn't believe I'm also in second Corinthians. So dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read the Bible verse that I should have memorized because it is tattooed <laughs> on my body. Um, but is like, I think we also, when we talk about God and his promises, separate that from individual promises to us. Um, and so I believe that the Lord has promised me that I am going to grow further in my gifts and I won't always <clears throat> feel the insecurities that I feel about my, my speaking and my opinions Mm -hmm. that I have, right? Mm -hmm. I believe the Lord has promised me that I, that I will grow into something new and something better, um, that my sapling is going to grow into a great tree. Um, very Hillsong season (laughs) (laughs) vibes there. Um, but yeah, but we sang and sang and sang again. Um, the house fires version of yes and amen mm-hmm. in Guatemala. And that song really, I just like really latched onto it and like declare that truth over myself. Like, yes, it's already done. Like the mm-hmm. amen, it's finished. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just going to read second Corinthians one verse 20, um, which says for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm glad I went first because I don't think I could follow that. Yeah, now I'm like, I thought my job was hard before she answered. And then I'm like, dang. We got a whole sermon over here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We're going to have to just do a whole episode of just Savannah speaking. Mm-hmm. On no, anything. no. No, no. Wow. Thanks, uh, both of you. Yeah, that makes my job really hard. Um, we know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have... I've circled through so many answers in my head throughout the day, like since we it like had the idea of doing this. Um, and I think the one I want to tell, it's shorter, but it's it's relevant to what we're doing right now and like the launch of this podcast in general. Um, kind of like where it started because that was what I'm the experience I'm about to tell was was the turning point. Um, because what we're doing now just would have, it just would have been impossible before this experience. And I think I, I was actually telling Savannah this story briefly in the car earlier. So, um, 
February of this year, 2021, I had just turned up through like many different circumstances, severely depressed, anxious, <laughs> suicidal. Um, and a lot of that was out of kind of like the thoughts running through my head were all of these accusations against me. Um, like accusations that I wasn't a faithful follower of Jesus, that I wasn't um, a, a gifted leader, um, that I wasn't loved, that you know, just all of these accusations against me. And I was allowing myself to believe those things. Um, and so I remember it got to such a painful point um, that I was, I was ready to be done. Um, but a good friend um, suggested one evangelist to me that I started listening to. Um, and I went to her app, like her, that her broadcast is on and the episode that was most recently published, or I don't know if it was most recently published, but it was what was, um, what was just like at the top of the recommended, it was titled battle of the mind. And I was like, that is exactly uh -huh. what is going on is this battle in my mind. And so I listened to it and it doesn't matter what it said other than the scripture that she read me out of 2 Corinthians. Let me find the verse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, well, no, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go pull up 2 Corinthians. I might have a verse. Yeah, <laughs> you might have something to say. Um, I'm going to go get it. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. 2 Corinthians. Isn't the, the Bible app, what's it called? U version. U version. It's so helpful. So <laughs> 10, 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. And Amen. so when I heard that, it was like my awakening. Yeah. It was like when I became woke, as the little ones say. Um <laughs> Like I, I had realized what was really going on and that is that there was like this war over the territory of my mind and my thoughts were not aligned with, with the word of God and they were, they were against God and against Jesus. And so what I realized is that I had to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. make them serve the Lord. Um, and so that was just like my rescue, like that just rescued me out of that place. And it's from that word from God that I was able to, um, I wrote an entire sermon on that and delivered it at the first Saturday assembly of the spring semester. So, um, I guess not everyone will know what Saturday assembly is. Um, so Saturday when COVID was like raging, raging, <laughs> And the mandates were raging. Um, at our school, the University of Pittsburgh, we were not able to gather in groups. Like, there were just a lot of par parameters mm -hmm. around, like, gathering. And um, that's something that I felt was very important for the body of Christ, was to be able to gather. And so, found some loopholes, set up this, like, weekly 
uh, weekly to semi-weekly gathering on Saturday nights led by the college students in our ministry um, to, one, provide a space to gather, provide a place for people to grow their gifts in ministry, and then also witness to the community around us because we are so centrally located. And Um, it was outside. And it was outside. And masked and distanced. And masked and distanced (laughs) for... Anyone who was concerned. Don't get us canceled. Don't, don't get us canceled. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, that happened, that started in the fall of 2020. Um, we picked back up in the spring of 2021 and it was just, well, really the winter, but it was just, I was just, again, like I had months and months and months of like depression, anxiety, fear, um, hopelessness like it was just an it was one of the most painful seasons of my life mentally emotionally and um when I received that word instantly the Lord delivered in my heart an entire sermon Mm -hmm. and I wrote that sermon and I delivered it at the first Saturday assembly and it 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 wasn't even to like free myself because I had already been rescued I'd already been freed out of that darkness um and I just remember like having no fear, no anxiety, nothing to get into the pulpit and deliver that message. And the response I received was that that broke strongholds for other people. Um, and it was like, it, it, I mean, it just wasn't, it just wasn't me. It was God in that room. Um, that just, he just rescued so many people that night. Um, and so that is, that is the experience that really, it set me on this track of like, I want to keep doing this. I need mm-hmm. to keep doing this. Um, and so here we are months later with this podcast and I'm very grateful for it. Um, and I'm grateful to have you two here and those two sleeping in the living room. Um, well, would well, love to come back and do some more. Well, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I have a, we have a whole three-part series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, coming up this holiday season, <laughs> um, Bobby has a series. Do we want to give any details? No, not yet. Okay. Bobby has a series that will be coming. So stay tuned for that. On this podcast? On this podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited, too. Um, they're excited, too. That You just can't hear them. Trust me, you're excited. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't plan an ending to this. If you want to apply to Bobby School of Life, <laughs> I'll about, be putting out links. <laughs> how about if you want to stay connected, I will put everybody's Instagram name in the description and I would strongly encourage you to follow them. Yeah. Amen and amen. And that's true. <laughs> <laughs>